You're listening to The Dollop. This is a buy podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Um, it's a weird way for me to come out. You know <laughs> oh, is I mean? that what that was? Yeah, I'm out. I just went with it. I'm, I'm, I thought gonna, you were maybe talking planes. I'm going to uh, send this to my wife. Good. And, uh, and then I'm going to bring you know, over Phil. Phil's going to start living in the garage. Who? Phil. Phil's my lover. Is going to live in the garage and you'll stay in the house? Yeah, I'll go out. And your so wife is where? My, my wife is in the house. Me and my wife will be in the house. Right. But my uh, my gentleman friend, Phil, right. will be uh, in the garage. And uh, when I feel like making love with a gentleman, I will go out to the garage. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that is, uh, that's the bi lifestyle that I've that's read about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everything's normal there. So... Cool. That sounds cool. Let me know. Why is there a cat looking at me? Look, 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 look. You're going to need to calm down. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gara. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Gary. No. Nice to be done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> uh, well, Dave, as you know, we are in the middle of the two-week reverse dollop bonanza, as everyone's hashtagging it. Uh, this thing has just caught fire. I didn't like how the um, first one went. Every This thing has just caught fire. Everyone's hashtagging it. The kids are talking about it. Let's dive in, Derry. July okay, 20... No. July 26th, 1959, just before 6 p.m. Pilot Lieutenant William Rankin and wingman... Shut up, Dave. Pilot Lieutenant William Rankin and wingman Herbert Nolan were flying a pair of F-8 Crusaders from the Naval Air Station at South Weymouth, Massachusetts to the Marine Corps Air Station in Beaufort, South Carolina. They were attempting to keep above some nasty-looking storm clouds as they cruised around 45,000 feet. I've done that. You've done that? Yep. At 45,000 feet, you've, you've cruised at that altitude to sure. avoid storm clouds. Yeah, I had a Chevy Malibu. I don't think you're... Okay, anyway, there they are, 45,000 feet. To get away from it, Rankin and Nolan climbed to 47,000 feet and were cruising at roughly 624 miles per hour. I know you're probably like, whoa, that's so fast. It's not that fast. That is nothing for the F-8 Crusader. The F-8 was mainly used in the Vietnam War and could go up to 1,000 miles per hour, as one did when future astronaut John Glenn ripped it up to that speed in 1957. Fucking yeah. You know what I mean? Sound barrier? No, that's Chuck Yeager. Uh, no, that's Jägermeister, exactly. I've broken that's through not. the sound barrier with Jägermeister a couple of times, not, my friend. A couple of times. Okay. Uh, it was also used during the Cuban Missile Crisis to take low-level photographs that couldn't be taken any other way of Cuba. So Lieutenant Rankin climbed to 47,000 feet when something went wrong. He heard what, is call, what he called a loud bump and rumble from the engine. That's not good. It's not good. Not a good sign. No, you, I feel like you never want to hear a bump and rumble. Anything, any, a bump is okay, a rumble is okay, but a bump and rumble. I'm, I'm not down with any of them. I got to be honest. Yeah. Or a sneeze. I don't Dude, like bump and rumble energy. also sounds like a mid '90s hip hop song. <laughs> Gonna do the bump and rumble, yeah. 
so so the there's way, that wasn't hip. No, I guess that was. Uh, I mean, I no, th- I'm thinking like Bones Thug, and it's an, okay. like you know, like Bones Thug. Yeah. So I'm sort of picturing like, see you at the crossroads. All right. I, I'm That's the chorus. Yeah, sure. there's a whole lyric. No, I got. There's a bunch of rappers in this band. Uh, yep, I'm totally down with whatever. They're the bump and rumbles, baby. The B and R's. <laughs> Uh, so here's the bump and rumble coming from the engine. Now, he stayed calm because Rankin was an experienced pilot, and he was a general badass who fought in World War II in the Korean War. Oh, so he's an older guy. Uh, well, no, this is like, this is this is a oh, while 50, ago. This is 59. 59. He's not yeah, older. so he's not, he's not, I mean, he's probably... Sorry, you know, I got confused when I said they, they flew in Vietnam, but they haven't flown in Vietnam yet, and you've t- but what you did was time travel. Thank you. There'll be a lot of that with mine. Um, so... Uh, as he tried to assess the issue, he heard a fire warning, then That's experienced bad. then experienced the system failure. Those does are both. Little, does a little fireman come out? And yes. Say warning! <laughs> like a little tiny guy comes out of the cockpit. Area. Once again, our hoses are inadequate for this job. Why did we install the little fireman? Yeah, it gets your attention. Yeah. He's got a little hat on that turns into a siren. Yeah. <laughs> what are these things? <laughs> Sorry. They just make them. Uh, things got worse when the engine stopped working completely and warning lights began flashing all over. Well, this is, I'm going to say right now, this is all bad. At least the lights are flashing. Okay. At least the lights are flashing. Lights, that's a good sign. So if you wanted a to-do list at this point, you could obtain one. one. You could obtain one. He can write one because he can see still because of the lights. So he tried to turn on the auxiliary power for the jet, but the lever for the auxiliary power broke off in his hand. So he's way too strong. (laughs) He's hulking out. Yeah. He's hulking out. He's totally freaking out right now. Dave, you could say William Rankin, and Rankin, as I like to call him, <laughs> was having one of those days. Because it's funny, as I would say William Rankin. Rankin's fun. I... Rankin transmitted a brief message to Nolan, the other pilot in the other plane. Hey, fuck, fucking <laughs> hey, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Oh, bad. that's not good. He's giving me the hey fucks. Uh, no, the message read: power failure, may have to eject. So he was all. He was kind of. Water? It was short. Uh, well, right now they're so. I mean, dude, they're forty-seven thousand feet. But they're over water, right? No, they're, they're over land. They're over land. They're over land. They're okay. flying from Massachusetts to South Carolina. So they're hanging because they, you could do that over water. I would do it over water. That's just how I roll. But they're doing it over land. What would you do over water? If I flew from Massachusetts down to South Carolina, I'd take the water. Oh, you take the water. Well, they might be over water. Anyway, uh, but he might he might take a pop. <laughs> you might have sold me on this water pitch. Yeah. <laughs> He might take a popsy out as they're called in the business. Well, I think, uh, I think, uh, as he said, he might have to eject, or as you called it, a popsy outie. A popsy outie. Mm-hmm. Uh, My dad was in the military. But I'm not sure that that. Uh, anyway, but he didn't want to popsy outie. He knew what he was facing if he did popsy outie. Uh huh. At 47,000 feet, he would deal, be dealing with some major altitude issues. Oh, yeah, that can't be great. With no pressurization. Plus, the wind hitting you at going 600, that can't be good either. Dude. None of it sounds awesome. It's 47,000 feet. I feel like my eyes would come out. With no pressurization suit, he would be forced into freezing temperatures, yeah. severe decompression, and no oxygen. Well, by the way, we're going to be in Iceland. That reminds me of us. By the way, Iceland Harpa, get there. <laughs> show us a ticket for any show, and you can come in and have a beer with us. Uh... He did have an oxygen tank, uh-huh. but he was so high up that it may not be enough. So as he lost all hope in the powerless jet, he made the tough decision. He remembered his training. He had to move quickly because this plane was about to nosedive. He sat up straight, checked the harness, and pulled the ejection lever. Oh, fuck. Boom. He shot out of the cockpit and broke through part of the canopy into the atmosphere like a rocket. Fun. It was 6 p.m. Was he holding... Uh 
like a light or anything? Like, did it look fun? Did what look fun? Well, when he's flying out, for anybody watching, it would look cool if he had like who? A, who sorry, let's let's had, let's uh, let's not get to the end of the point Roman when there's so many red flags in the middle of it. If you had sparklers or Roman candles, sorry, anything like that. To be clear, this is not near or around the Super Bowl, so no man is. I'm just saying, make stuff look good. History has taken your note. Okay, they'll get back to you. You got to think of everything. It was 6 p.m. Now he's literally just 47,000 feet in the air, free falling. At 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. So he's seen a nice sunset. He, dude, beauty. Yeah. Kind of, you wish, wish a gal was by your side going through yep. the same shit. Man, I should have brought a lady up here. <laughs> I wish there was a lady dying with me in the sky. And he shoots a Roman candle. <laughs> um, so again, 47,000 feet in the air. As you can imagine, it was cold. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, he's, gone, he's going from a cockpit that's 75 degrees to basically space where it was negative 70. Which is cold. Cold. So he's flying through. Uh, he's flying through the air at a couple mi- hundred miles per hour. Uh-huh. Uh, he felt like he, he was like a, a piece of beef being tossed in the freeze. Okay, that's he was not like good. freezing. He was so cold that he felt like he was on fire eventually. Oh shit! But then that qu- quickly gave way to welcome numbingness uh-huh. because it was better to feel nothing at this point at this altitude. Sure, I, right. I, I feel like it's, it's called the icy hot effect. I feel like for most people in a dollop, it's better to feel nothing. I think that numb, numb, the numb come out on top most yep, times. Yep. You can't argue that a lobotomized person isn't like Go numb. the happiest at the end of it. Fuck yes. You know? Um, so he's basically feeling nothing. But he's not out of the woods by any means, okay? So his stomach is cramping up. It feels like he's being stretched. He actually he looks at his stomach, and it's so big, it looks like he's late what, in pregnancy. Is his shirt off? His shirt is not off. But you know your own body. Yeah, you yeah. pull it taut, I mean, and you're like, I, oh, I, God, I, I'm gaining. I wish I didn't know my own body, but I get it. I know your body well. Phil <laughs> knows it. I know your body well. <laughs> his abdomen was distending, and it felt like it was going to explode. Jesus. Is his that, why eyes... Is that, what, what is the... What is the What's happening physically that his stomach is, oh, it's because... Pressure. pressure it's just pressure. The so pressure his body is, is so different. Gotcha, it's yeah. like the, yeah, what yeah. he's dealing... Yeah, This it, is what would happen if you're in space, right? I mean, he's yeah. Space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, um, I would his imagine. Eye, his eyes should uh, come out. Well, uh, his eyes felt as though they were being torn from their sockets. That's what I'm talking about. His head felt like it was splitting apart. Yeah. And his ears felt like they would burst. His eardrums felt like they would burst at any moment. So it's like a hangover. It's like a bad hangover. <laughs> Someone needs an emergency. Yeah, seriously. After around 20 seconds, this Jeez. is 20 seconds. This is so 20 he's seconds. He's only been in. up there for 20, 20 seconds. Se- 20 seconds. After 20 seconds and in. We know, we know he lives because otherwise else he would write this in his diary. Really no, quick. no. It's funny. I'm about to get to this. Okay. He had a biographer falling with him. Oh, okay. Perfect. He had a biographer yep, gotcha. falling with him. Yep. Good guy. Yep. Doesn't make it. I don't want to spoil it. So your couch. Just a fucking lighter. <laughs> Finds a lighter in the couch. <laughs> By the way, my only reaction to that is yes. <laughs> Boom. So it couldn't get much worse. His body is experiencing such strong G-force that he can't really move his arms or legs. But he does feel something rattling against his face, and he realizes it's the oxygen mask because he'd forgotten about oxygen. He'd almost forgotten that he had to put that on. So what he needs to do now is he needs to strap the oxygen mask to his face. Even though he can't really move his stuff. Totally paralyzed. He can't move. So he's holding his breath, and he's struggling mightily until he breaks through some clouds, which kind of stop a little bit. They make the G-force lower a little bit, and he's able now to move his arm slightly, grabs the mask, straps it to his face, so now he's breathing on his oxygen. All right, so this is for all those people that hate clouds. 
here's a great reason to love them. Yeah, these, yeah, people are like, chemtrails. Yeah, those people, fuck those people. Clouds are cool. They Clouds are cool. Clouds are great, for the most part. Uh, so the shoot was the thing he couldn't stop thinking about, right? Yeah, He's falling. it's important. It's a big, probably a big, I mean, you've got to have a couple things going through your head at yeah. this point, but the shoot is up there. Yeah, you got to be like, I hope that thing works. That better work. Uh, it had not deployed yet, and it wouldn't until Rankin hit 10,000 feet, mm-hmm. where the barometric sensing device would trigger uh, because of the heavier air, and it would release the chute. Or not. And, or not. And once the chute deployed, don't do not do the me thing. I, well, I feel don't like do that, the me I thing. I feel like this. No, 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 no. These are so weird, right? <laughs> Right now, right now, I'm 80% he hits the ground. Okay. Uh, once the chute deployed, he wouldn't need the oxygen mask anymore. So he had enough oxygen for about five minutes, which was the free fall. So all he had to really do was endure that, and that was it. But William was antsy. Not sure why. He was worried. He, yeah, I mean, uh, I think antsy would be the... That's like the least of how I'm feeling at this point. He's antsy. He's got ants in his pants, antsy, and he needs to dance. He's like he's kind of nervous about he's, something. He's antsy. Yeah, exactly. He's got, he's got the butterflies. He's got the butterflies right I, now. I think terrible. A lot of them, too, because he's pregnant with them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I forgot that he's going to have yeah. babies. Yeah, that's right. Um, so he's worried about the shoot. He's starting to freak out. He's worried, like, will it deploy all this stuff? So he wants to pull the ripcord, uh, but then he realizes he's letting his emotions get the better of him, and... Really, the truth is that he needs the free fall. The free fall is doing him a favor because the closer he gets to the ground, the faster, the less freezing he will be. Also, he's less puffy, the whole thing. The whole thing. Plus, he also needs the oxygen. So if he prematurely pulls the cord, he's He's going to be going down when he needs oxygen and he'll just suffocate in the sky, which is how I want to go. I've told you a number of times on this show, I want to suffocate in the sky. Right. I want to be dragged behind the truck. Okay. So we... The race is on, my friend. Yep. See you at the finish line. I feel like I have a better chance. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't you worry, buddy. I'm coming. Uh, so he takes a breath. He puts his hands on his helmet to keep them away from the D-ring entirely. He didn't want to be tempted. Yeah. So as he refocuses... Gotta be hard to not, not pull that D-ring. The D, You know how it is you're, with the D-ring. You're the D-ring in Dude, your hand. You know what I mean? I just want to pull it. Go out. Put your hand on the D-ring. Mm. Mm. Yow. Yeah. Put a D-ring on it. Know what I mean? No. Okay. All (laughs) righty. So uh, he refocuses, and he notices some blood. Uh, Is it his? Well, (laughs) odds are it's his. Okay. It might not be. No. This could be the scene of a murder. Sorry, I didn't even realize this. No, he's near a slaughterhouse in the sky. (laughs) It's cow blood. He sees 40 pigs go by. He sees 40 pigs go to the slaughterhouse. (laughs) Um, so he's not sure where the blood comes from, uh-huh. but there's a lot of it. Oh, well, that's and not good. It's not great as far as living goes. Well, he did go through that cockpit thing, right? The the cockpit thing, What's which is one of the canopy? culprits. There's a nu- of a canopy. Which there's a like number going of through a window, I assume. There's a number of culprits. It's okay. I mean, yeah, it's super intense. Yeah. That's hard. But I mean, again, he's so I mean, his adrenaline is on another cra- level. I would have cracked that baby open. Myself. He kind of goosed. It's kind of like what happened to Goose. Yeah, fucking Goose. And that other guy, he's can Nelson. I, can I tell you something? Sure. Never seen Nelson. It. You've never what? Never seen it. You've never seen Goose and Maverick? No. You've never I seen, Top, seen Gun? Top Gun? I haven't seen uh, Titanic. There's a bunch of movies I haven't seen because they don't sound good to me. Titanic, I can get, I can totally understand. Yeah, but I Top Gun is like, and again, I'm not. It's not even like I'm one of these people who's like when it's on, I'm like, oh man, make the popcorn. Yeah, you know. But I, it is a uh, that's crazy. So all these 
the years when I went off the oh, no, off, get, off the podcast, all... I've been talking to you about the volleyball scene and you've been <laughs> nodding and I and I've been saying the you know you lost that love that scene and you've been but nodding the time when Tom Skerritt goes into the bathroom and talks to Maverick and I said that that was like you that one time when you pulled me aside and talked to me and you said that really resonates with me yeah. But the Iceman, Val Kilmer in the locker room. I don't need to see it because you have so many posters in your house that I can. I'm basically w- seeing the movie several times based on the posters. In your it house. wasn't easy to make a room that was frame by frame Top Gun. Uh-huh. A lot did. of people said I couldn't do it. Well, you did. And I did it. Yep. I did it. So uh, there are a couple culprits with this blood. Sure. And by the way, watch Top Gun. His nose is gushing because, yes, it had been broken when he ejected. He hit the canopy. Yeah. Smacked, his mask smacked him in the face. Fucking mask. But really, most of the blood was leaking from his ears and his eyes due oh. to severe decompression. Oh, see, that's that shouldn't happen. It's not good. Unless you have Ebola. You Unless it's the stigmata or Ebola. Right. Yeah. Stigmata is a good one. So, but, so uh, d- I, I sometimes that'll happen to me at night. I'll bleed from my ears and my eyes. But that's well, only because I turn into a... If you a, cry a, hard a, enough, blood comes out. Yeah, but I also turn into a, a, a demon. Mm, a we're recording this, so just so you know. Come on, I can't. I sleep in a hell mouth. Okie dokie. Uh, so the decompression had made him swell. It had made his weaker blood vessels just start popping off uh, like fireworks. You know, these are coming out of his nose, his eyes. So he's a free-falling, blood-spewing human rocket. Yeah. And he just keeps telling himself, hang on, hang in there. This will end. The more dense the air gets, the more oxygen I'll, I'll be getting. Uh-huh. Uh, the more oxygen means the less decompression. Less bleeding. As he's just gushing. As he's from just, his eyes, from your eyes. And ears. I don't want... But what do you do? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah it's, you know, you just go with it. You're <laughs> yeah, you're just like, ah, I mean, that's kind of what, like, he is brave, obviously. But yeah, that's kind of like, what are you, like, like, what are you the, supposed to do? This isn't a case of bravery. I mean, he's brave because he flies a jet. I think that's a brave thing to do. But just dropping through the air is not brave. The will to survive, I would say, is brave. What's he going to do? Is there a switch he's going to hit to turn himself off? Like, it's an instinct to survive. He was surprisingly focused, all things considered. He yeah. was, however, curious what time it was, and sure. he checked his luminous watch. Shout out to the Radium Girls. Who, who wouldn't at this point check their watch? Oh, my God, I have to make a thing. Oh, gosh. I'm going to miss my 645. I'm supposed to be on land. Oh, good Lord, I have a dinner. Right. Ugh, I'm going to have to call the Peltzes blood, and let them know. Blood, blood, Oh, uh, boy, and even if I do make it at this point, I'll probably be out of blood. <laughs> oh, no reception. So he checks the luminous watch uh-huh. that the radium girls lost their jaws for, and it is four past six. So he ejected at six. There's four so he's, minutes? What's that? He's four minutes into this sweet, sweet four, He's journey. four minutes into this dream journey from yeah. the sky while blood is pouring out of him. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to do some quick math to determine how fast he's falling. Again, this is all motivated by the shoot paranoia. He knows he's falling somewhere between four to 10,000 feet a minute at this point. And he, as he's noodling, he gets distracted by the feeling of these tiny rocks that start hitting him. Uh-oh. So well, these, that shouldn't be happening. It's not good. Neighborhood kids. Or it's him. It he, was parts of him are coming off. It's, it's the way this is. Or going. it's another guy. He's like, oh, those are my toes. Hey, that's my hand. Owie. Uh, it's hail. Oh, he's good. feeling he's feeling the precipitation here, but he knows that if he's feeling precipitation at this level, he has to be close to shoot deployment. Or was he past it? Because he's past the clouds, and yeah, all right. Well. He's still above it, he, but he's worried about the shoot, he, he, but he's starting to get crazy, and he's like, I have to be at 10,000 feet if I'm feeling anything. Uh, so he's worried. 
He can't wait any longer. He puts his hand on the D-ring. Don't do it. And then wham, his chute deploys. Not because he pulled it, but because of the trigger. So he's at 10,000 feet. He's like, okay, I'm oh, at 10,000 so feet. Oh, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. Happened the way it was supposed he to was happen. He was going to do it, but then old bloody bloody hands. He just, uh, yeah. Was, he bloody, <laughs> yeah, he was crying shoot, more blood. The shoot is probably just covered in blood. Oh, but it looks great at this point. Yeah, it's I mean, like that's art. a good look. Red, yeah, yeah it's a Pollock. Um, so William had slowed down to a breezy 10 miles per hour at this point, and it was right on time, too. He was just out of oxygen, and the fact that his chute deployed meant that he was okay to breathe on his own now because, again, the barometric reader would, would only go off when it was okay. Right. So he rips the oxygen mask oh, off of his shit. face, and a blob of blood shoots out. Yeah, that'll happen. That he takes further me. inventory of the damage, and he's definitely hurting. Uh-huh. His internal organs, his bones, and his flesh are all painfully reshaping. Sure, that's bad. His face is swollen. By reshaping in, into the shape he wants? <laughs> into un, it's like the swan, but in the sky. Different, is he becoming like the swamp thing? He, he is now. But in the sky. I, I like to think that he's a caterpillar coming out of the cocoon. Okay. So he's now, so it's the swan. So, so at this point. It's an he, all new him. When he hits the ground, he could be anything. Oh, when he hits the ground, he lands on a stage and his friends are there applauding. And he's like, he runs out of a picture of the old him. Okay, I love It's that. new me! I love this story. He's new! Uh, so he's reshaping. His face is swollen. Uh-huh. But still, he looks up. The chute looks good. Both the harnesses, harnesses seem taut. Chute's fully open. Uh, one of his gloves had fallen off during the ordeal, and the one remaining glove was now, like, swelling and ballooning. Yeah. No, I was just thinking, this, is this how Michael Jackson got the idea? This is. Yep. Okay. This is. That's yeah. That's where we're going. Because of the blood bubbles from the eyes, too. That's sure. what he named the monkey after. Right. Yeah. It, there's a lot of parallels here. Okay. Uh, so he's got the one glove on, but it's ballooning because of the wind. So he's just at this point, he's like, whatever, I'm through it. So he takes the glove off. Uh, so he takes it, he lets it fly away. And at this point, William notices that he just has over nine fingers. Oh, Um, he should have... What? On the one hand... (laughs) On the one hand. One, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, he picked up four. So he's missing a finger. <laughs> he's not fully missing a finger. One is just basically completely dangling off, and he could see the bone. And that's also from when he shot out of the plane, or? That's, yeah, that's, that's damage sustained at some point here, yeah. Impact. Yeah, who, I mean, yeah, there's so a lot going a, on. So he's got a hanging. So he's got a, he's got a hangnail, but uh-huh. it's his hand, yeah. and it's his finger. Yeah. Um, so he's like, okay, I'm just going to ignore that as much as I can. How, what? Yeah, I so mean, ignore he just, that for yeah, sure. That's a, you put a pin in that, obviously. You put a pin in that right, <laughs> right away. So that's not happening. Okay, right so now. that's that's. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, so he tries to ignore this as much as he can. He just has to focus on getting to the ground. Still, it could be worse. A lot worse. Well, he even took a moment to think about how great this will be to tell people when he gets down. He can right. let fellow pilots know that they could survive a fall of nearly 50,000 feet. Start, start, at this point, you start thinking about a one-man show. It's, uh, if you've listened to the dollop, <laughs> at this point, he has enough for a while. He just has to survive to go yep. go on a, a long theater run. Right. <laughs> always. Always a show. This one would be called, What Was I Thinking? What Was I Thinking? Yeah. See, it's got two, it's, that has two meanings. <laughs> yeah. That's, right? yeah. Uh, I'm going to actually want to hear different pitches. Um, <laughs> so William looks down and he sees how far, to see how far he has to go. Uh-huh. But his eagerness turns to dread oh. as he sees now a new complication waiting for him. Oh, uh, ducks? He re- <laughs> A flock of ducks. <laughs> oh, no. He's about to sully. He realized his journey was just getting started when he saw the source of the earlier precipitation, Uh, a huge thunderstorm. Oh, no. And if he was above this huge thunderstorm... Oh, lightning goes up. And he was going down. Oh, fuck. He was going to have to go through it. Nope. And this wasn't just any storm, Dave. (laughs) 
This storm was a bunch of cumulonimbus clouds, which are mushroom-shaped, yep. dense, produce lightning, thunder, and even tornadoes. What? Basically, William was about to fall through one of the worst storms in East the East Coast had seen up until this point. <laughs> you could say William Rankin was oh, having one of those days. My luck! He plunged in, and it was an immediate nightmare. <laughs> he felt the thunder as it clapped around his head. He felt it in his bones, especially the exposed finger one. Yeah. The lightning was so bright that he had to close his eyes when he could. Jesus. And when he couldn't, he said it looked like thick blue scissor blades that he would worry that he was worried would slice him in half. This sounds like Studio Fifty Four. This bit. is a lot. This is a lot like the back room in Studio Fifty Four. Yeah. Uh, when the lightning stopped, he was lost in total darkness and sure him what would come next. He was being thrown back and forth so much he was getting nauseous. He knew this couldn't go on much longer. He had, almost, he had to almost be through it. And in one of the moments of darkness, he thought that he actually died. He yeah. was sure he was dead, so he checked his watch to see if he could see it. Indeed, he could. He was not dead. But the, the watch revealed more bad news. Oh, God. The watch read 6.20. No. He'd been in the storm for 15 minutes. He was puzzled. Oh, my God. And then he He's realized what was going around. on. He was trapped inside. <laughs> he wasn't drifting through the clouds at all. He was locked inside with the nightmarish wind and his chute. Oh, my God. <laughs> now it's a TV show. And now it's a show. <laughs> we want you to pitch to Thunder next Man week, William. in the cloud. The cloud. So much water was hitting him that he was worried he would drown. He checked to what? see if so. He's, I mean, it's he's in the middle of Who the fucking air drowns, dude. You air drown in this situation. Jesus Christ. Well, he didn't want to, so he checks his oxygen mask. Oh, to see he didn't if, want to drown. No, he was against it. <laughs> he was on record before this too. He okay. isn't one of the guys that once he he's said, in this he situation. Said. He pre he's previously yeah. on record. So he sees if he has any more oxygen in the oxygen mask. He doesn't. Fuck so he you. tried to time his breathing out as best he could, oh. like someone caught underwater grabbing oxygen when they could come up for air. So since he's trapped inside, he becomes really worried about the chute. The chute appeared to be okay until a gust of wind blew him into it, wrapping him into the silk with what felt like a silky bear hug. Well, that's nice. He was being jerked around, well, flung through the chute. Let's a moment to feel how nice that is. It's a nice. With everything going on, how about a little silk hug? It's like being back in the womb. Right. They that's call the womb the silk about. hug. Yeah. They always have. They have always said that. I hope, he, I hope he took a moment to appreciate what happened there. This is nice. <laughs> Yeah, his fingers off. That's a nice feeling. Oh man, I could just I could I'll I could if I'm not careful, I'll drift off. Did he name his finger yet? <laughs> yeah. The hangy? Gawney. Gawney. <laughs> yeah. Um so he's jerked again and then he's flung out of his chute, which yeah. miraculously opens again. But that's good and bad because, again, he's trapped in there because of the chute. So next he feels what he calls a symphony of hammers. This is the hail going to work on him. It pelts him all over, crashing into his helmet so much that it's almost deafening. His eyes are closed, but he guessed that they were the size of baseballs from their feeling, which isn't crazy because hail can hit the earth at 17 inches and weigh over a pound. Oh, And wow. he's right in the storm, too, so he's like where it's freezing. Yeah, he's... So there are lulls in the storm where he gets 15 or 20 second breaks where he can get his bearings. So he would look to see if he could see a break in the storm, but nothing. He just gets continued to, he's continued to be pelted with rain and hail and thunder. And instead of wondering what if he would give in, he just kept thinking that the storm is going to have to end at some point. You know what's going to be cool, though? Huh? He's going to end up being dropped at his house. He uh, for sure ends up at his house. This is what Amazon does. <laughs> this is like being one of the Amazon packages. Uh. 
So he's just closing his eyes. He's trying to hold on. The wind is strong, but it's getting a little less strong. The rain is bad, but he's not drowning as much. All right. And suddenly he sees some green through the clouds. Oh, yeah. He focuses. He checked the chute. It looks good. He breaks through. He couldn't believe it. He looks above, and he sees the storm is actually above him now. He's left it. But still... He's got to deal with the stuff coming out of the storm. As, as jacked up as he is, yeah. He's got to keep his eye on the prize, Earth. And yeah, he's still right. below this terrible storm. That has lightning. And Less than tornadoes. 10 fingers. He's yeah, got, he's terrible. Finger. He's trying to land. So he's all messed up, and he just tries remember, to... Remember, let's go and back... And it's night, too. Let's go back to when he was just worried about the shoot. Oh, that was a fun era. <laughs> that was that was when everything seemed... When he was like, man, so, I know if this thing deploys. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is that, like, you know, the reader, like, if the reader was correct. But it's, it was It's just storm. because the storm made it go early. Right. So it's really predicting, like, when is it, when are his oxygen levels going to be acceptable? Yeah. And because of the storm, it just deploys early. So Oops. the reader was like, got you back, boss. Because he was like, <laughs> no! Um, so he's looking below, and he sees a green landscape. Mm-hmm. So he's aiming for this clearing, and he's like, he thinks he can stick it. At this point, he's in the backwoods of North Carolina. Yeah, he looks down and sees he doesn't have feet. He sees no feet. No head. He's just a head. He's just got a point, pointed. It's like he's been uh, turned into like a, a pointy, two pointy uh, ends, and he's just going to stick in the ground. Yeah. No, he's going to fall. He's, he's hoping fork. to fall like a sword. He's a man fork. It's, calling, it's called Excaliburing. Okay. Um, yeah, and all the like kids are doing it. He's been turned into a shank. He's shanked. Yeah. He's been a shank. Uh, so it's still so black out that he can't make out a good spot. So he's aiming for this area. Is it nighttime or is it, it daytime? Well, it's 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 dark it's like and it's super thirty now. Well, because of the storm though, too, it's also oh, right, really right, right. dark. Okay. You know, it's a terrible storm. So uh, he finds the spot. He aims for the area, and just as he's prepared to land, the storm couldn't help but give him one last fu. Oh, so the wind picks up, takes him off course, Jesus. and when he can finally see where he's headed, he sees that it's like a thickly wooded area. That's a bad thing. You it's not good. Don't want to land in trees. It's not. And again, I mean, how many times are you going to hit the scratch off lottery? I mean, he's not. He did Cash something in. wrong. It's yeah. So he's now facing a ton of trees. He's just having one of those days. So William Rankin knows that it'll be no picnic. So well, as he's already, headed in, let's just say it's already not a picnic. I think he's had a good time so far. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Six Flags. Uh, so he clenches his jaw, Ugh. he closes his eyes, he puts his hand over his junk, and he prepares to barrel into the forest at around 40 miles per hour. He's not wearing a cup? No cup. But then again, I mean, he's doing the <laughs> soccer move. Yeah. Football. As he broke through, his parachute gets caught up in the branches, and the speed takes him headfirst into the trunk of a tree. Perfect. Thankfully, his flight helmet absorbed the last blow, <laughs> saving him from serious injury. Which is honestly true. Like, he, may, he might have gone through all this and, and just been paralyzed. <laughs> Which is not, I mean, you know, it's just like, because they would have just been like, I probably died in the sky. And he'd be like, I did everything. And then the tree. And then he hits the tree and he's dangling there and he sees that the world's been overrun by zombies. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Uh, So he he lays on the ground. He said he felt like he was vibrating. He catches his breath. It's over. And he can't fucking believe it. Right. He looks at his watch and it said 640. And then a dog pisses on him. There's no dog. Okay. So it says 640. So he just survived a brutalizing 40-minute fall through a raging thunderstorm so about from nearly that, n- nine miles in the air from where he ejected. Do we know how long he was in the storm then? He was in the storm for pr- about 35 minutes. Okay. Is there any sort of device on him where people can track him? Yeah, he's got the Santa tracker. All right. Um, okay, so he's in the air for 40 minutes. He's nine miles, he was nine miles up from where he ejected, and he was 64 miles away from where he started. (laughs) So he got blown 
<laughs> he got blown 64 miles away. No one's going to believe this. Nobody. But he's not out of the woods yet, this time literally. No, he's actually in the woods. He's in the woods. He's still in need of serious medical attention, so he gets up. He walks through a clearing where he eventually found a road uh, where he tried to hitch a ride. That wasn't easy. <laughs> but he's missing a thumb. It wasn't easy. Yeah, you know, he's lost his hitching thumb. Yeah, yeah. it's fucked up. Uh, he's soaking. He's bloody. He's covered in vomit. And he's missing a finger for the most part. So for some reason, people keep driving by him. Wait, people are actually passing by him? Oh, yeah, multiple people. Multiple people pass Isn't by him. Is he in a flight suit? Yeah, but it's like soaking wet, and he's like bloody and covered in puke. Like, so he could look. He looks like he looks like a, a killer. He looks like someone you're probably not gonna invite in the car. Okay. Yeah. Um, so finally, someone stops, and they drive him to a payphone. <laughs> Where he's, able, where he's able to call what for an ambulance, which I love. Or... I know. You know I, can guy... get you, I can get you to a phone, but that's about it, buddy. You, you said pay phone, and that's kind of where yeah. I even look at you now. You didn't I say support, pay phone. I, I support the military, but just as far as like a pay phone. Don't dial with that one finger either, man. Um, so he calls an ambulance for himself. They come and get him. And he spends the next few weeks recovering from frostbite, the intense decompression, tons of bruises and welts. His fingers saved. He actually suffered no long-term damage from the ordeal. That's pretty amazing. From then on, he was known as the man who rode the thunder, which is what he titled his autobiography. Uh, and, that's weird, because that is actually my nickname. Is it? Yeah, I wrote it. I thought uh, you were the man the thunder rode. No. Okay, I take that back. Yeah, you're, you're not I, listening. I, I, this, he's the man who rode the thunder. Gotcha. You've been ridden by it. Right. It's in the garage. Uh, in 2012, Red Bull Stratus paired with Austrian skydiver Felix Bumgartner for a space jump. Wait, what's happening? Don't worry. <laughs> he jumped from approximately 126,000 feet. Oh, yeah, I remember this. His whole jump lasted 10 minutes. His chute deployed after just four minutes, which are pretty cute numbers compared to what Rankin put yeah, in. That guy's a pussy. He also had a pressure suit, and he didn't go through a hellish storm. Yeah, show me some fucking balls. Get into a fucking thunderstorm, bitch. Okay, Gonna need you to calm down a lot. I'm pretty sure I said get into a thunderstorm, <laughs> bitch. Gonna need you to calm down a lot. Yeah, red. We boy. should make a car called Thunderstorm, and that should be the tag for it. <laughs> get in a thunderstorm, bitch. <laughs> Lieutenant Private William Rankin died on January 11th, 2007. His obituary reads: I don't believe that for a second. I don't think he's dead. William James Rankin of Columbus died Thursday, January 11th, 2007, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Proceeded in death by his father, John Henry Rankin, he graduated from Catholic Central High School in Steubenville and played on the 1971 state championship football team. He received his Bachelor's of Fine Arts from Ohio State University. His passions were his loving wife, children, family, friends, the outdoors, his art, and music, especially the Beatles. Funeral service, 8 p.m., Wednesday, January 17th. He touched the lives of everyone he knew. No mention of the time. He spent Shut 40 up. fucking minutes drowning what? in a tornado. What? How is that possible? That's how they ended you it. fucking lead with that shit. That's it. Man who was in a cloud. St oh, by the way, I lived in a cloud for a while. I mean, honestly. It, you wouldn't hear the end of it from me. No, I would. Anybody? You guys talking about the time I went through the storm and lived? We buying shots? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but we've heard that story. What, what story? The time that I went through... Oh, these girls probably haven't heard it. How you girls doing? Hey, uh, I, my buddies were just talking about the time that I actually was 47,000 feet in the air. I cried blood. My finger almost came off. I got a ride to the hospital from a payphone, yeah, yeah. and uh, and I lived to tell the story. So that's it. they call me the man who rode the thunder. <laughs> the so your name's Thunder, my lady. <laughs> who wants to do Jaegers? You were talking about some of those. No. You buy? No, this is, yeah. When you die, we're not going to put this in your own. Die? I'm not dying. I'm the man who rode the thunder. I forget what it sounds like. 
The finger get put back on? <laughs> yeah, just the wrong hand. Hello. Oh, you're bleeding a little bit right here. Yeah, that happens. Just some decompression. And no, I'm not pregnant. That'll go away once it's four. <laughs> so yeah, that's the time the well, man. He's an American hero. Yeah, yeah. He wrote his. So his book, his book is uh, his autobiography is written from his perspective, and it's pretty. Um, he's <laughs> like his version of it is uh, very colorful, but it is amazing. Like he. The whole time no, he's seriously, like, seriously. I mean, all I could think about was how great a one man show that would be. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, forty seven thousand feet, and yeah, then you could you could do that as a movie. You could like Gravity. Yeah, you could yeah. do a version of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what Hollywood would do? They'd put in a couple other characters. They'd be like, "What about a neighbor skydiver? <laughs> what?" And then you make it. Hey, William. Can I borrow some soup? In the cloud, he runs into Sarah. Oh, William, I never thought I'd see you again. They were in love in college. Are you a sight for blood eyes? But they never actually had closure. And they have a baby in the storm. And that's... Don't raise him! That is the sequel, Cloud Baby. It's called Cloud Baby. He lit, He spends his first uh, 15 years in the cloud. What's Earth like? <laughs> Sonia don't want to know. Uh, all right. One. I'm proud of you. Thank you. We've reversed. We've reversed. Yep. We signed clouds. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there.